0: Welcome to Ormwood Church in Atlanta, Georgia, and to our podcast, where we share our Sunday sermons for those in Ormwood Park, Atlanta, and beyond. Our mission is to welcome everyone to explore the living God in all of our neighborhoods, and we value welcoming others, opening our minds, being of service, and participating in whatever ways God calls us. We hope you learn, grow, and find a place to belong with us. So we are having... Um... Our gospel lesson today from Luke, chapter two, verses one through seven on this Christmas Eve. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place in the guest room. So some people only look up for God. They only look up for God and I mean, the most well known prayer in the Christian tradition begins with this line, our father who art in heaven. So it makes sense. And we associate heaven with the skies for good reason. And skies is actually a better translation than are in the Greek. And so we could say the opening line of the Lord's prayer is our father who art in the skies. Um, But people look up for God for metaphorical reasons, too. We often believe God is quite far away from us. We've grown up or or perhaps understood God in such a way that God is the fancy word transcendent um, or separate or different from us, lowly humans down here. God is above, we're below. God is mighty, we are meek. God is ruler, we are servants. And this distance between who God is and who we are, quite honestly, is comforting sometimes, especially when we see the disastrous steps we humans take towards things like genocide, it is good to imagine that god is above such dismal behavior god is up there um, but some people look a different direction for god some people only look at fasci dramatic or extraordinary things to see god they look for god in the big wins the emotional highs the tangible successes and the special experiences for many the spiritual and emotional high that comes from something like attending camp That's one of those experiences, right? Now, don't get me wrong, I am 100% a camp person, and the camp high is a real joyful and transformational experience. The relationships, the breakthroughs, the nature, uh, everything at camp is really unique and special. But how many of us remember going back home after camp, back to school, and wondering if we left God in the mountains or at the lake? Was God, or our feelings about God, only available in these intense encounters. The camp high is a balm at best, but at its worst, the camp high or other similar experiences create disillusionment with God. When we only look to the highs, the ecstatic experiences of the divine, we might start to think that encountering God is a a scarce commodity. And living like this, expecting God to only show up in fireworks or to only show up in success, can lead people to chasing one high after another, thinking that freedom is success, thinking that God approves of whatever makes the loudest noise. And this does not end well. We've actually had some great examples um, lately about how this backfires. So here's a little list of recent documentaries that question whether God thrives in the glow of success and the sparkles. I mean, you could watch The Secrets of Hillsong or God Forbid, which is about Jerry Falwell, or for those of you who grew up fascinated by the Duggars, shiny, happy people. If we only look at our or the world's most lucrative, triumphant and prosperous places for God's good work, we are going to be disappointed again and again. If you only look up at the skies or you only look at shiny, happy places for God, you are gonna miss 99% of God's presence in the world. And I make this bold claim with confidence, because this really is the heart of the Christmas story. I mean, during this, the normal reign of a well established empire, the Roman Empire under familiar rulers like Julius Caesar, Joseph and Mary, a couple of ordinary folks doing things like carpentry, make a laborious but also boring trek to Bethlehem for a census. Imagine traveling to another state so you could take the 2020 twenty twenty U.S. census. I'm, that would be a very unexciting trip. And But what made their lame trip a bit better was that Mary, who was pregnant, had her baby. And most likely she had this baby in the lower level of a large family guest house, where many people in their family were staying because they'd all traveled for a census. The lower level was likely spacious because it was where the owners truly, truly brought in their animals at night for safe sleeping. And that was a normal practice. And so if the upstairs gets packed, folks sleep downstairs. Mary and Joseph did this. She had the baby. and The manger where food is kept was swapped out to be a bed for the newborn. We don't really get any details about the labor and delivery. And so we assume that Mary had maybe a low drama labor and delivery. And in the hustle and bustle of ordinary life, a baby's born to a carpenter and a young woman of no particular standing. This is where God showed up. Not in a palace, not Jerusalem, not Rome, not in a mountaintop, not in a glorious display of might. God showed up in a normal baby. People didn't need to look to the heavens and they didn't need to find the coolest, most successful person around. They needed to simply look down at a manger with a hopefully sleeping baby in it. I think we often look for God in all the wrong places. Even Christmas, with all of its specialness, is one of the most special days of the year because of how ordinary it is. It's a story about people traveling, people having babies, people struggling to find a room in an inn. Bam, that's where God shows up. We look to the skies, but God's enfleshed among us. We look to the successful, but God is enfleshed in the ordinary. We look to fireworks, but God is enfleshed in the heat that will shortly be coming from that single candle lit in the dark being held by your hand. Similar to mistaking the wedding day for the marriage, we mistake that we find God most in the fanfare when the steady interactions of a life offer the fodder of heaven. I think there are few people who understood this better than St. Francis of Assisi. You might have wondered why I had some pictures of a statue of a guy um, on a horse when you first came in. Um, That was St. Francis of Assisi, and he's common saint well-known, especially as garden statues. St. Francis was born um, with the name Giovanni, and he initially lived a pretty luxurious life. His father was a wealthy merchant, and Giovanni benefited from this. But he grew disillusioned with life at a young age. And the story goes that while he was selling his father's fabrics at a local market, a beggar came up and asked for money. And Giovanni said no at first but then followed the beggar out of the town and gave him everything in his pockets to the shock of his friends and the fury of his father. After years of going back and forth, pleasing and displeasing his father with his generous behavior, Francis established a monastery for others like him who found God in the stuff of everyday life, in the people of meager means, and in the beautiful creation, the rocks, the meadow, the trees. No longer Giovanni, francis's way of life discovering the divine not by looking up not by looking around or but by looking around became a thriving community to this day that we call the franciscans now franciscans are called friars not monks because they actually choose to live among people instead of isolating themselves and this is where they believe god is to be in and among the normal life with the average person And so, at the top of the basilica in Assisi, there is that large bronze statue of a man. It marks the day he woke up to find God in the ordinary. And it's a statue of him on his horse in his military clothing, looking not up, but straight down at the dirt, right? Did you notice that? He's looking straight down. He is not gazing at the sky or at the basilica, He sets his gaze on the dirt, on the ground, and the world is where Francis sees the work of the Holy Spirit. Today we celebrate the birth of Jesus, this inbreaking of God among us, but even as Jesus grew up, he still continued to encourage people to look at their own lives as the stuff of divine revelation. His stories and parables have to do with farming, with dinner parties, with work sites, with creation, with food? Albert Einstein says that in life, either nothing is a miracle or everything is a miracle. And on this night, I want to invite you to entertain that latter possibility, that it's in the stuff of life, the stuff of your life, that God shows up, that love spreads, that peace blossoms, that healing occurs. It's in several different people checking in on a sick Karen Thorberg on Friday to see if she needed anything. They got they got to her before I did. Or it's a high schooler at our white elephant Christmas party, seeing how much another wanted their gift and quietly swapping them after the fanfare. It's an Aaron, our front porch resident, pulling out our signs each week, sweeping the front walk, and people leaving anonymous plates of food on his bed. It's in the sacrificial sale of Red's farm to a land trust to ensure green space in our neighborhood when the Harrison family could have financially profited much, much more. It does not have to be heavenly or fancy. What it has to be is simply real, honest, and fleshed. On this night, the idea, the mind, the word of God put on flesh, because that is exactly where God's best work happens both on this night 2,000 years ago, but also in the incarnation of the divine all around us. So do not assume you'll only find God in the skies or in the shiny things of this world. What I want you to do this week is I want you to stand beside Francis of Assisi and many others and be comforted in the miracle that God emerges at our very feet. Amen.